Hey guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you are hearing this episode, whatever time you are plugging into conversations with Erica, I just want to say, hey, hey, how is everything doing? Guys, thank you for plugging in. Thank you for joining me on this adventure. Conversations with Erica is a podcast where you really just get to kick back and have conversations with the people. We're going to talk to um, women and men that had to forge forth in faith to achieve the goals that were laid before them, whether in business, in ministry, in life, how they pulled themselves out of the situation, boot put on their bootstraps and moved forward. I'm going to share from my entrepreneurial journey. I'm going to share from a ministry standpoint. I am going to give you just a little bit of whatever you need to get forward. So when you plug in, be prepared for random conversations. Be prepared for a matter of fact conversations in life and love, real raw conversations. Be prepared to feel, not necessarily be in your feelings, but feel the thing that you need to feel to get where you need to get. So kick back, relax, grab your coffee, tea or wine, and let's prepare for conversations with Erica. I absolutely cannot believe it. Episode 12. Guys, in this episode, I get an opportunity to sit down with best-selling author and serial entrepreneur, Oklahoma's own. Now, she wasn't born in Oklahoma. She wasn't raised in Oklahoma, but I'm still calling her our own because she resides currently in Oklahoma and she is doing some groundbreaking business as a black woman. Shout out to Black Girl Magic. Let me tell you something. Not only is she a black girl, but guys, she's doing amazing business as a female. Because in case you don't know, the future is female. So sit back, relax, and check out my interview with Miss Tuyana. That's what she likes to go by. Last name Jackson. Ha! If you're nasty. Anyway, I had to add that on because I got to be me. But check out the interview, guys. And I will see you later. Have a great one. Bye-bye. All right, all right. Hey, guys, thank you for joining me. I'm back. It's your girl, Erica Nicole, with Conversations of Erica. Guys, I just want to tell you, God is so amazingly good. When I started this podcast, I really didn't even know where God was taking me, right? And um, when he said, use your platform to showcase women that are living beyond the fear. They are pushing forth in their faith and stepping into their purpose. And living a purpose-driven life. I'm like, all right, God, I can do that. I know those women. Well, today I have the opportunity of bringing before you best-selling author to Yana Jackson. Guys, let me tell you something. You know my word is dope. (laughs) This lady is dope. I don't know how better way to say it, but I'm going to lend the floor to her immediately, allow her to introduce herself And then we're going to rock into this podcast interview. The floor is yours, Queen. (laughs) Tell people who you are and uh, a little bit of you. Yes. Thank you, Erica, for having me. Um, My name is Tuyana 
I really like to just go by my name, my first name, Tuyana. Uh, of course, my last name is Jackson, but um, I am an author as well as an entrepreneur. Uh, my book is titled Bending But Not Breaking. Uh, I'm also the owner and founder of Angel Hands Mobile Lab, as well as Angel Hands phlebotomy training program so I got my hands in a few other pots going on and I'm just kind of like angel hand everywhere (laughs) but you know when you say angel's hands I go back to the word of God because we are supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus here on earth so when you're angel's hands right when you're that just sounds like being the hands and feet of God, but we know, I know you were, first of all, as a best-selling author of your book, and I love the title. I love the cover of this book. The cover is so, um, it just, it speaks volumes. When I see the book, of course, you're a woman, right? A Black woman. Right. Shout right. out to my girl, Magic. Yeah. But that picture on that book speaks volumes to us and our heritage, um, tell us a little bit about the book, Bending But Not Breaking. Um, I'm telling my son to bring me a book off the table. I have books. <laughs> I try to keep them on deck because I never know when somebody's going to be like, hey, can I get your book? Absolutely. Uh, they are. It is also on Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble website it's international you it's it's selling like absolutely yeah and so um this is a title i love that picture this is a bomb cover i must say that this is a bomb cover because when well that's first how i got the vision to write the book was it wasn't my it wasn't something that i planned to do Okay. It's not like I sat down and said, hey, I'm going to write a book. I actually battled, uh, I battled with God about writing my story. And I had to learn that it's okay to battle with God. Um, it's okay to be like, you know what? Mm-mm, I'm not doing that. That That's just way too much. <laughs> and uh, no, uh, no, 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 nobody wants to know about that. And it was, you know, when, when he told me to write, which I already had been doing a little writing anyway, um, I would just write here and there, notebooks or whatever, but it wasn't nothing as powerful as this book was. Mm-hmm. Um, it really broke me down to write this right after my mom had passed. Okay. That's when I actually first, the vision came to me first is right after my mom had passed and I was going back and forth (laughs) it's crazy like when you have a relationship with God he deals with everybody on their level Mm -hmm. so you can't you know a lot of people like well you know you can't do that you don't know how God's operating with me just like I don't know how he operated with you you know he deal with our crazies how he deal with our crazies and so I was like, uh-uh, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And so it's just like, I just kept getting this voice, like, you need to write, you need to write. And I'm like, okay, write about what? And it just kept coming over me, you know, 
Uh, no, don't nobody want to hear about what happened to me in the past because there's other people who done been on work and, and I'm embarrassed about those what things. Are that what are they gonna what say? What are they gonna say? Yes, like what are they what, people gonna be looking at me all weird and crazy? And no, only people who really knew about my past was people who needed to know, not the world. <laughs> so I started writing and I was in the process of trying to get into nursing school at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I, I it, during that process, it came to me later that the reason why I didn't get into nursing school because it was because he had another agenda for me as far as helping people outside of nursing school. It was through my writing. Absolutely. So I was still, cause I do like to help. That's, you know, my passion of, helping people mm -hmm. so I his 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 vision for me was to help people but in my writing not you know as a nurse I love that you said that because you know I'm a nurse right two years um this month happy anniversary to me and I hear that all the time and when I launched out um into my entrepreneurial journey and hung up my scrubs you know, people were like, but you're a nurse, but you're a nurse. And I'm like, but I'm a caregiver. I care for people that I can do that in so many different ways. Right. Here I see you, you put your words in print. Your story is helping other women, right? Right. Feel, process, one, realize that they're not the only one. Right, right. And you I don't have that. to go... And you don't have to go through it by yourself. And so I, I, could, I, I wrote and wrote. And so I was like, okay, well, Lord, where do I start? Like th th during this time is when I had some of my most deepest intimate conversations with God. <laughs> like people don't understand. It's like, it's, you know, you can have conversations with God, but when you have those conversations, when you're asking him questions, mm -hmm. Like, Lord, why do you want me to do that? Like, that don't make sense. I, mm -mm. Or when you having them conversations, like, I ain't doing that. Uh-uh, I ain't doing that. And he's like, okay, well, then I'm about to shut everything down until you do what I tell you to do. Lord, and I'll open up what I want to open up when I get ready to open it up. Because see, you being a disobedient child right now. <laughs> and he will do just I never, I never was able to get, every time I went to go take the nursing test, I would miss it like by one point or two points. And I, I remember sitting in the parking lot at Canadian Valley, cause that's where I went. And I cried like a baby because I was like, I'm not understanding why I am not passing this test. And I sat in the parking lot and I cried for a minute. And so I drove back home cause it was a, long, a little drive. So I started driving and, and that's when it came to me, you know, his voice came to me and was like, cause this is not what I have for you to do. I need you to do what I asked you to do. I need you to write. And it was always about the write, write, write. So I started writing and then let me see, my mom passed in September. I mean, I, during that time it was chaotic. My daughter had had a baby, me and her relationship was kind of going flip floppy I had lost my mom 
oh my gosh um I ended up having to live with a family member that was just like you know one of those moments of like, hey you can come stay and the next minute it's like oh well you need to do this. it's like well wait a minute hold on like eh, let me hurry up and so felt like you had a whole lot of life going on it, it was a whole lot of life going on at that time but I still kept writing I still kept going to church. I kept still going. I still kept going, singing in the choir. You know, I still kept trying to keep my relax because that's what actually kept me from just falling all apart. Absolutely. So right after my mom had passed away, my aunt, which is my mom's baby sister who raised me, she passed away in May. Wow. So my mom passed away in May. And my aunt passed away in in May. So that was kind of like, and it was like something that was totally like out of nowhere. Like, Mm. what was she, huh? Like, so that took a lot for me because that was really my only auntie that I was really close with who raised me, who knew me, who understood me, you know, that know what I was actually going through throughout Mm -hmm. life the reason why I'm where I am now and so I kind of like put the writing down because I'm like I'm still mourning for my mom and then I'm mourning because my auntie passed and then here I am a new grandma it's a lot going on (laughs) once you're writing you said you put it down but obviously at some point you picked it up did you find writing to be part of your healing process as you're working through your grief, as well as all the changes that are taking place in your life. Yes, it, it, the the writing was def the the writing was definitely a healer. Like it was like when I wrote down everything that I was writing, it was like chains was just like popping off. Wow! And it was it like like when I hear you talk about you and writing and having this conversation with God. I keep hearing obedience is better than sacrifice. I just keep hearing it in my head. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So it sounds like through your obedience, a lot of elevation and revelation took place in your life. Absolutely. Oh my God, I love it. So we know you have the first book. Is there another book in the pipeline? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's titled Unfinished and I'm actually planning on having that published around the time that Bending But Not Breaking was published. And at, when my book, when my first book was published and it was, be, and I didn't pay any attention to the publishing date. I didn't know it was published till a week after that it was published because I had no care and desire of the book. Oh, wow. So you washed your hands of it. Yes, because I was, it wasn't something that I felt like I, I was, I wasn't passionate about it. I was just being obedient. God told me to do it. I battled. He won. I wrote it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You know, and then shortly after, after my aunt passed in May, my grandmother died in December. And my grandmother was my rock. That was, that, that took everything out of me. And I was like, I was mad at God. When I say I was mad, I was, I was mad. I was like, you literally took everybody. Oh, and that meant- in less than a year, 
you had three profound deaths in your life. Yes. And it was the, the only three that I would go to. Like, I, it, it hurt. I was like, you just literally took everybody from me. Like, you tell me to write. You want me to do something for you. But then you go and take everything from me. I'm not understanding how this is working now, God. The, and, and I had to love, but his way of explaining to me, and it's okay to be like, I'm mad. You want me to do that? Now help me understand what this is about because I'm not this understanding that. God already knows you're mad. It's God is all seeing and all knowing. So it's not like we keeping this secret from him that right. he know. Like we can't I act can't like. <laughs> You might as well have the conversation so you can get some revelation. <laughs> yes. Some answers to your yes. situation. I'm telling you him mad. why I'm mad. I'm telling him why I'm mad. I'm mad because you just took everything from me. Like you took every piece of everything. I'm left, you left me alone. And right. later he reveals to me that he reminded me that it wasn't them that have kept me. It mm. was him that have kept me. And because I took them home because they are my children, mm -hmm. I'm going to show you that it was me from the beginning. Now watch me work. So my I God. had, that's where the trust, that's where your trust in God come in at. It's like, okay, so I couldn't no longer pick up my phone. Grandma, ain't any. <laughs> Mama, <laughs> I had that no more. Mm -hmm. It was more so of me having to, my callings was getting on my knees, lifting my hands in praise and trusting that, okay, uh, you got this. This is where, and I try to tell people that it's a difference when you trust God when you have than trusting him when you don't have. I told somebody that years ago, I said, it's, where, it's one thing to believe God for healing when you have insurance and the, case, the money to go to the doctor. I said, well, when you don't have two nickels to rub together, and no insurance, it's a whole nother situation when you're believing in the blood of Jesus and the laying on of hands and the fasting and the prayer. It's a whole nother story. It's a different I, level. It's a different level. Everything. Come on now. That's it's a different level. It's, it's harder for a rich man to get into heaven than a, a, a camel to walk through, the, walk through the, the eye of a needle. That's <laughs> Because when you got it all, you think you are it. When God is good. God is this. God is that. When you have it. Somebody has the offering place. She done preached the whole sermon. Over where, where, where do you go when you don't have? You look to the hills from which cometh your help. And what he did was helped you align yourself with where your true help was coming from. Exactly. Because my help it. came, my help came from my grandmother and my aunt. And even though me and my mom didn't have that type of best relationship, and I talk about my relationship uh, with me and my mom in my book because I didn't get a, I didn't get into my mom's life till I was thirteen. Oh wow! I was adopted at five. 
So you got three deaths in less than six months. You got a book, best-selling author. But I know you because you're a serial entrepreneur, a, a groundbreaking serial entrepreneur. Cause you're doing things here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma that they have never been done. You are making history, right? Let's celebrate that. You yeah. are making history. Yeah. Tell us about your entrepreneurial journey. When you realize if you were called to something greater, you were called to something on a whole nother level than just being a nurse. Right. Um, I'm a phlebotomist. Um, and a lot of people don't even know what a phlebotomist is. So I have to explain to people that um, a phlebotomist is where you go and get your blood work done. Mm-hmm. Your doctor can't diagnose you of anything that you have. The nurses can't give you any type of medications. They can't do anything until you come and see me. Until you get your blood work done. Phlebotomist. Let me tell you something. <laughs> they got bad veins. We need a good phlebotomist. And nurses love a phlebotomist because we don't really learn how to draw blood in nursing school. And that's what people don't understand. That's mm-hmm. not a, like, you learn the technique, but you don't learn the skill set. The skill set is from yeah. the doing. And because nurses right. do so much, they really can't master the whole right. drawing of blood. But you, as a phlebotomist, not only do you master the technique and the skill set of drawing, but now we understand the processing, the processing of the hematology, blood, right? The study of blood. Right. And how we get our diagnosis, how we get the things that we need. But not right. only are you a phlebotomist, you're doing some more cutting edge stuff. Don't hold back. We want to know. Because <laughs> you're doing some more cutting edge <laughs> things here that like I am just in awe of. Yes. Um, also starting a um, private vocational phlebotomy training program, uh, a school, which is something that um, I never, ever, ever thought that I could do it. <laughs> I like literally have been doing this thing by myself. I, I, from the ground up. And the funny thing is, is that when I started my phlebotomy training program, I didn't have a job. I lost my job. I was out of work for like three months. And I, when, when I lost my job, I was fired. I was fired. Didn't know why. And one thing that always stuck to me was when my, when I asked my supervisor, well, why, why, why am I fired? Because we don't feel like that you were fit to work here. Hmm. And and something across my came across my spirit and it was at ah uh, it was at a calming and it was at peace now granted I don't even have another job lined up mm-hmm. I and when I walked out and I was like all right lord <laughs> now what you gonna do and and he said that you're right she's right you're not supposed to be there because you are supposed to have your own school. You are you supposed to have your own business. 
you're supposed to do what I had you to do in the first place. My first vision of starting a phlebotomy training program was when I lived in Texas back in 2015. Wow. I got the vision. And then when did you start your school? Uh, 20... Seventeen, eighteen, twenty eighteen. Right. That's when you came. Twenty eighteen. So, but what else do you do? Um, the mobile lab service, cutting edge. Um, also a writer. So tell me. Um, I'm a traveler. I know that's right, girl. Ooh, a phlebotomy that. traveler. I've traveled. I've showed pictures. People know um i do phlebot i i've traveled during the pandemic i i traveled with phlebotomy and a lot of things i do is with blood and i kind of wondered like lord why is everything about blood because it is about the blood and it, it is so where tell me about your faith along your journey because writing a book Six deaths in less than a year, starting land-breaking businesses. You gotta have some faith. You Man. gotta have some faith. It's, so tell me about those moments where you had to really tap in and have that, not only the conversation with God, but a conversation with yourself to get out of bed, to take the next step, to make the, make, make the next phone call. Tell me about those moments. Oh my God. Woo, child, honey. It has not been easy. It has not been an easy, it has not been easy at all. But I just have to tell myself when when I get up in the mornings or when I'm making that phone call or when I'm YouTubing a certain thing of, you know, how to do this or you know how to start a mobile phlebotomy mobile business i did a lot of research mm -hmm. a lot of up all nights late nights a lot of up early in the mornings and it's definitely have been my faith um my few people that i have in my search and i when i say few people it's a very few that really understand like I don't know if I can do this. This is this is just so hard. Like, I don't see how people can do this. And it's even harder for me because not a lot of people are doing what I'm doing. Absolutely. So I don't have nobody I can go and say, hey, you know, how do you do this? Can you no, show me how the, to do that? You will be that person. You will be that person. People would be calling you going, hey, I need to know where do I go from here? Or hey, right. can I purchase a <laughs> franchise of your business because what yeah. you do is cutting edge? I, I I go I I really lean on the word. I really lean on the word. Um, one of them is um, you have not because you ask not. Amen. Yeah. Um, another one is um, to whom much is given, much is required. And those, those are a few that I kind of go on that get me going mm -hmm. because I've, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. Okay, Lord, you gave me this. 
is yeah. requiring a lot. But oh, okay. with 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 his help and you know with me trusting like lord i need your help lord i need your help i need you to help me guide me show me where to say yes to where to say no to am i making a good decision it, everything involves him at the at, at this moment in time with everything that i have going on it's not about me and I think that's where a lot of people fail to realize that during this entrepreneur lifestyle that everybody is trying to get, that they feel like it's all about them and just trying to do things on their own. There's been days that I've just had to shut my laptop and just slide it to the foot of the bed. Like literally, I have paper, <laughs> notebooks, my laptop all is in my bed because I wake up in my sleep in the middle of the night something I be or I'm writing something down and sometimes I just have to say like I'm not doing anything like I gotta rest because there, you there really, comes a time that's what people don't understand as entrepreneurs you can't just you grind grind work, grind 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 but you work way more for yourself than you do for someone else and you gotta figure out that balance you yeah. gotta figure out you gotta have days where you shut it off yeah. So wrapping this up, two questions I love to ask. Um, I'm, I'm adding to all of my interviews. One, what would you tell to your younger self? If there was one word of advice you could oh. give to your younger self, what would you tell her today? You got this. I like, for those of y'all that are listening to the podcast, you, you cannot see the, the, the light that hit her face, the smile that hit her face. YouTube, y'all see that. Y'all saw what you I saw. This. You can see nothing but faith and belief in that statement. It touched yeah. me. Thank you, because now I believe I got it too. You so got this. <laughs> um, Erica, Conversations with Erica is a, um, it is part of a brand, Wake, Pray, Shine. And Wake, Pray, Shine is near and dear to my heart. It is a message that God gave me years ago and the shine is about women stepping into their purpose when you hear wake pray shine what does that mean to you women stepping into my purpose women stepping into their purpose um or better yet when you hear the word shine what does shine mean to you and your message and your book and your a light a light a light and we all know lights light the way light with a light with a light you can see a lot of things and and with, with shining it sets you apart it's shining you know anything that's in the room or in the atmosphere or something if it's bright you're gonna see it from your peripheral vision you might yeah, it's gonna and, and the reflections of light bounces off of things. So when I think of shine, I think of light, the reflectors bouncing off of positive energy. Let the light bounce off of me into the atmosphere. Let the shadows of me be for who needs it. Oh my God, I love it because I see you as a light. 
I've said it already and I'll say it again. You are doing groundbreaking work. Um, you are starting a business that no one has started before. You are the first in Oklahoma, period. Not in Oklahoma City, but in Oklahoma. So you are definitely a beacon of light for a lot of young ladies and men out there right. that are right. seeing you do it on your own. Or you yeah. and God rocking this thing. Yeah. Out. So, I love yeah. so as I'm wrapping this up, I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the conversations with Erica. You know, I just love to have candid conversations with females yeah. that activate their faith to get into their purpose. That's what it's all about. That's because what it takes. That's what it takes. Earl, you said it. You said it. But before we leave, tell the people where they can find you so they can connect to you. Now, the information will be in the show notes, but I want them to hear it from you as well. How can they connect with you? Okay, so I'm on Facebook. You can go to Angel Hands Mobile Lab on Facebook. Um, Angel Hands Mobile Lab on IG. Um, Tiana Jackson on LinkedIn. Um, I have a Twitter account, but I'm never on it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still trying to get this thing going with these social media. That's, that's what so happens for one person showing you bootstrapping it. Oh, it's everywhere. It's okay. It, it's everywhere. Um, my uh, website for the mobile lab service is ahmobilelab.com. And um, I believe that's about all the connections you can find. I love it. And like I said, we'll put all of that information. It's in so notes. much. It's so Show much. Notes so everyone can reach out, can contact. We're also going to have the book information there. Yes, new we'll books are notes. new books are coming out. Actually, I have working on two new books that's coming out. One of them I know for sure is going to the publisher next month, which is titled Unfinished which is finishing up bending but not breaking oh awesome. so uh, un back. Un unfinished is going to be about how i got my relationship with god that's interesting because a lot of people think it's like oh when you get a relationship with god you're supposed to be holier than now i was still going to the club i was still drinking it was, uh, yeah, it, it was one of those moments. Speak the truth. Speak the truth. Yeah, truth. yeah. And that's the story that people need to hear right there. We yeah. don't need to hear that church perfection story. Tell me your truth. <laughs> right. Tell right. Me How truth. did you get to where? And, and it's like, you know, I, I get my blessings is because I still stayed humble. Mm -hmm. And he knew me. He already knew what, what this was all about. I beforehand and so uh, you know I talked about my my situation that I went through is going through the relationship with what what's this God business like mm -hmm. what's this why are these people jumping around in church and screaming and hollering you know what I said I didn't know that and so my second book is my um unfinished all right well we'll have and, to have you back 
after that book launches, we'll have to have you back so you can tell us all about it. Once again, I want to thank you for just coming on and sharing your story uh, with the audience of Conversations for er with Erica. Guys, we're recording this yeah. on a Wednesday night, and it is dropping in the morning at 8 a.m. Central oh. Standard Time. So this is going to move really, really, really fast, but I am so excited to uh, put this out there for the people. So once again, thank you guys for listening. This is Conversations with Erica um, with my guest, Miss T. To Yana, let me say that name right. And I love it because that name is a brand all by itself. Uh, so thank yes. you, thank you, thank you.